0: Welcome to Discovering the Jewish Jesus. I'm Dustin Roberts, the outreach minister here on staff, and for the next 25 minutes, I'll also be your host as Rabbi Schneider explains why we're equipped to do God's will. We've all been assigned God-given tasks, things that only you or I can do. And do you know what your assignment is? Well, that's our topic today when Rabbi turns to the book of Hebrews to explain what it means to be called and equipped for God's mission. Our series is on biblical benedictions. And if you've missed any of the previous messages in this engaging study, you can catch up online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. And now here is Rabbi Schneider. These biblical
1: benedictions represent God's blessing over the lives of his beloved ones. And so I want to encourage you today with these biblical benedictions to help you understand how active God is in your life and the many ways that he is every day blessing you and blessing his people. I want to continue straight away now into the next biblical benediction. We're gonna go to Hebrews, Chapter 13, verse 20 and 21. The grass withers and the flowers fade, but the word of God abides forever. Hear, beloved one, the word of God. Now the God of peace who brought up from the dead, the great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the eternal covenant, even Jesus our Lord, equip you in every good thing to do his will, working in us that which is pleasing in his sight, Through Jesus Christ, to whom be the glory forever and ever. Amen. Now, before I get right into the subject matter, when I say a benediction, a benediction is a blessing bestowed by God on His people. They oftentimes take place at the end of one of the books of the Bible, but not always. Sometimes if you're part of a conservative congregation or a more traditional congregation, your pastor or priest will end the service with a benediction. Once again, a benediction is an utterance from the Lord bestowed upon his people. It can take place in the middle of a book of the Bible as well. Now, in the book of Hebrews, we're going towards the end of this book. I wanna draw your attention to verse number 21. Paul is speaking, or the author of Hebrews is speaking over God's people, declaring that the God of peace, and here we go, would equip us to do his will. So let me read it again. And I want you to particularly pay attention when I say that word equip. Now the God of peace who brought up from the dead the great shepherd of the sheep through the blood of the eternal covenant, even Jesus our Lord, equip you in every good thing to do his will, working in us, that which is pleasing in His sight. So, I want to focus here on this equipping that takes place in our lives by the Spirit of God through the Lord Jesus, who shed His blood, that would be grafted in to the eternal covenant. Now, it says here that this equipping, once again, this equipping of God to you, takes place because of the blood that Jesus shed. That finished and accomplished for us what is referred to as the eternal covenant. You see, beloved ones, the blood of Jesus is the seal of God's covenant with his people. And the covenant that God has made with us was prophesied in the Hebrew Bible, in the book of Jeremiah and Ezekiel, when the Lord said that the time would come when he would take out our heart of stone, a heart that's insensitive to him, and give us instead a heart of flesh. And that sometimes is confusing when we read there that God would give us a heart of flesh because oftentimes the word flesh in Scripture is used to represent, you know, the lower animal nature. But in this particular prophetic portion in the Hebrew Bible, when the Scripture says that God would take out our heart of stone and replace it with a heart of flesh, God is not speaking there in terms of flesh being part of our animal nature that needs to be overcome. But he's speaking of a heart of flesh that is sensitive. In other words, a heart of stone doesn't feel anything. So God is saying, I'm gonna take out your hard heart, your heart of stone. I'm gonna give you a heart of flesh that's sensitive to me. And then we also read that this eternal covenant would sprinkle us and make us clean. And of course, we read that the blood of Jesus washes us and makes us white as snow. So I'm simply laying the foundation of the fact that this equipping that God does in our lives by his spirit can only take place because Jesus shed his blood sealing God's eternal covenant. And God's eternal covenant was a covenant of redemption whereby he would purchase back to himself his people that had fallen in the great fall that took place in the Garden of Eden. So now that Jesus has purchased us back by his blood and brought us in to an eternal covenant, remember Jesus said when he celebrated Passover and instituted communion to the Lord's Supper, he said, this is my blood when he lifted up the Passover wine of the covenant. And so we are now grafted into this covenant, Jew and Gentile are part of this eternal covenant through the blood of the great shepherd of the sheep, Yeshua. And as a result of being in this covenant, this covenant of love, this covenant whereby now we have become one with the Lord in terms of our union with him through his son. As a result of this union, God is equipping us for every good work. Now, I take great comfort in this because I have so many responsibilities to continue to feed God's people, to continue to lead the sheep, to continue to preach his word effectively. My confidence is in his equipping. Now, you may not have the same assignment as I. You may simply be a mother or a grandmother or a father. When I say simply, I don't mean any lesser than, but I'm just saying that you don't have some of the frontline, you know, television ministry, but yet you've got a real assignment. I mean, what greater assignment is there than being a father, a good husband, or a good wife, or a grandmother, or a faithful bondservant of the Lord, a handmaiden of the Lord. I mean, the simple things in life that have to do with relationship. And as a result of this, in order for us to be a blessing to those whom God has assigned us to be a blessing to, whether it's your husband, your wife, your grandchildren, your brother, whoever it might be, God is the one that will equip you to continue to be a source of life and a vessel of transformation to those around you if we depend on him. You see, we will get depleted if we don't depend on God. And oftentimes we can feel depleted. Sometimes we are faced with an assignment and we just feel totally depleted going into that assignment. Maybe it's simply a relationship that you're needing to manage and you and you want to manage that relationship in the love of Jesus. You want to manage that relationship in the power of God. You want to be a blessing. You want to reflect God's light. You want to release strength. You want to release wisdom. You want to release leadership. You want to release direction but yet in yourself in the flesh You feel so inadequate, incapable. Maybe you're feeling tired. Maybe you're feeling drained. Maybe you're feeling emotionally spent. Maybe you've just been out of something very difficult, and yet you still have to fulfill your assignment. Isn't it, beloved child of God, an awesome thing to know that it doesn't all depend on you and it doesn't all depend on me, that God himself is equipping us and that he that began a good work in us will finish it. I'm just so blessed that with all the responsibilities that I have and that I know you have, we don't always have to be up to the task in our own strength, in what we feel internally or emotionally, but God himself will be our sufficiency. So God says, I am the great shepherd of the sheep and I will equip you for everything that I've assigned you to do. Now may the God of peace sanctify you entirely and then in verse number 21 of Hebrews 13, and equip you in every good thing to do his will, working in us that which is pleasing in his sight. Once again, we're looking to Father to work within us, to work within you and to work within me what is pleasing in his sight. It just takes all the weight off. It's not up to me to do it all, and it's not up to you to do it all, but God is the one, listen now, that's working in you and working in me, that which will bring forth from us what is pleasing in his sight. I'm telling you, to believe this and to receive this, it takes the weight of the world off your shoulders. If we feel that it's up to us, that we've always got to be up to the task, that we've always gotta be on an emotional high, that we've always, you know, in a positive mood. If we think it all depends on us, that's a crushing weight. But to realize that it doesn't all depend on us, even though we have to depend on God, but it depends on God who is working in you and in me, what is pleasing in His sight.
0: You're listening to Discovering the Jewish Jesus and Rabbi will be right back. If you're looking to better equip yourself in your study, pursuit, and growth in Jesus the Messiah, be sure to go online and explore our treasury of Messianic content. You'll find Messianic teaching tools and videos, information about God's seven annual feasts, the Hebrew names, titles of God, and so much more. This content is ready and available for you today online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. To become a blessing in someone's life today, get in touch to partner with us. Our mission is to prepare the world for Jesus' return. And your financial gift is channeled directly toward this worthy cause. Take your first step today by calling 800-777-7835. That's 800-777-7835. Or visit us at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. Your contribution will equip others for Messiah's return. And now here is Rabbi Schneider with the rest of today's message. Now the God of peace who brought up from the dead the
1: great shepherd of the sheep through the blood of the eternal covenant, even Jesus our Lord, equip you in every good thing to do His will, working in us that which is pleasing in His sight. Now I want you to focus on another little phrase that's part of what I just read. He's equipping us now to do his will. Have you ever been in a relationship and the relationship was a challenge and yet you know you have to love? Maybe you're just emotionally drained. You know, when we get drained sometimes, we sink down into the flesh and we become irritable. All of us know what that feels like. Isn't it an awesome thing to know you may be stepping into a situation where you have to be a source of blessing to the people around you, like I said just a moment ago, and you don't feel that you're going to be able to, but the Word of God says that God is equipping us to do His will. Every morning, you and I can wake up and we can trust God to work within us that which is necessary to do His will that day. What a joy to realize that regardless of what we feel like, we can trust in the word of God. We can trust in God himself to work within us that which needs to be imparted to us so that we can please him and do his will. You see, if you depend on God, you will not fail. If you depend on God, you will bear much fruit. You see, the root of Bearing fruit is humility, and humility is depending on God. And as you depend on God, and as I depend on God to work within us, that which will equip us to do his will, and that which is pleasing in his sight, as we depend on him, we're going to receive everything we need to walk in power, to love him, to do his will, and to please him. You see, When we depend on the Lord, the roots of our soul grow deep in God's spirit. Blessed are the meek. Blessed are those that depend on the Lord. Blessed are those that are humble. You see, Paul learned a great lesson. Remember, Paul was struggling. He had what he called a thorn in the flesh. Paul said, there was a messenger of Satan that was sent, Paul said, to buffet me, to come against me. It's kind of an old-fashioned word, to buffet, but it means to torment. Paul said there was a messenger of Satan that was sent to torment him. And this messenger of Satan, he doesn't tell us exactly what it was, whether it was somebody that was persecuting him. Some have thought it was some kind of a physical challenge in his body. We don't know. Regardless of what specifically it was, we know that it was an attack, that it was causing him torment. And Paul said that it came from the realm of darkness, that it came from Satan. And Paul said he prayed to the Lord three times to remove this thing, that his life would be easier, that he wouldn't have to be in anguish about this tormentor. And finally, Paul said, after the third time, when he had asked God to take this away from him, to remove it, the Lord spoke to him. And God said to him, no, Paul, I'm not gonna remove this thorn in your flesh. He said, because my power is gonna be perfected In your weakness. Get that again. Paul is struggling with something. This thing that he's struggling with is causing difficulty, it's causing pain, it's uncomfortable. Paul says, Lord, take it away. And God says, No, Paul, my grace is going to be sufficient for you. I'm not going to take it away because this thorn in the flesh is making you depend on me. And as you depend on me, God said, you're going to be strong. And so the same is true in our life. As we depend on God, we walk in strength. This is why Paul followed up that scripture by saying, therefore, I will rather boast in my weakness than in my strength, for when I am weak, he is strong, then I am strong. And so we're talking here, beloved ones, about the truth that God is equipping us and he is working in us that which is needed for us to do his will and please him. And this equipping takes place as we listen now, depend on him. Even as Paul had to go through a difficult time, this messenger of Satan that was tormenting him, in order to cause him to be fully dependent on God, so the same is true for you and I. You may be going through a difficult time right now. And it's possible that the reason you're going through a difficult time right now is God is breaking you down to become more dependent on him Because God knows you're going to be more fruitful for him and walk in a way that's more pleasing to him as you become more dependent on him, but you won't become more dependent on him without being broken down. One of my favorite scriptures is in the book of 2 Corinthians, the first chapter. Here's what Paul says. Paul says, I have been burdened excessively beyond strength so that I despair even of life. But this happens to me, Paul said, that I would learn to trust in God that raises the dead. And so beloved ones, I say to you right now, God prunes us. He causes us to go through difficult times in order that we would become more dependent on him. And as we become more dependent on him, he works in our life in ever greater ways to walk in the spirit, To accomplish His will and to live in a way that's righteous and pleasing in His sight. I have found in my life that following the Lord, it's not the easiest path to take. It's a hard way. Jesus said, straight and narrow is the way that leads to life. He said, strive to enter through the narrow way. I used to wrestle when I was in school and wrestling, as many of you know, it's a very intense sport that takes a tremendous amount of energy. Well, I want you to know that walking with the Lord is harder than wrestling because a wrestling match is over in six minutes. Walking with the Lord is straining every day for a lifetime. This is why Paul said in the book of Ephesians, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. So I want to encourage you today, continue to be faithful, continue to depend on Him and have this confidence. As you do, God is working in you in a mighty way to accomplish in you that which will give you the ability to please him in every way in your life and to accomplish his will. Father, I thank you for these beloved children of yours. Father, I ask that you give them rest and peace as they continue to grow in their ability to trust in you, to do within them what they can't do for themselves. Father, we thank you. King Jesus, we thank you and we love you, Alpha.
0: You're listening to Discovering the Jewish Jesus. And to learn more about this program or our Bible teacher, Rabbi Schneider, let me invite you to go to our website. You'll find us online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. And now we all want to be a bold witness for Jesus and to live out the Great Commission with our friends, our family, and the people we meet every day as He instructed. But if we're relying on our own gifts and our own resources, we're eventually going to tire out. And that's why it's so important to stand together with other believers. We're all called and equipped to declare God's glory with the world. And if you'd like to join with and connect with us to share the gospel, we would love to hear from you. And to share a bit more about that right now, here is Rabbi Schneider. In 2
1: Samuel chapter 24, verse 24, we read about David wanting to offer up to Father God an extravagant offering showing his love. When he got to the place that he wanted to offer his offering from, he went there to purchase the threshing floor as the altar for it. When the owner of the threshing floor saw David and heard what David wanted to do, he offered to give the threshing floor to David that David could offer up his sacrifice from. David said, far be it from me to make an offering to Father God that cost me nothing. David insisted on purchasing the threshing floor, even though someone had offered to give it to him. David then proceeded to pay for it, and he offered to Father God an extravagant offering showing his love. The next part of the text says this. It says, the Lord's heart was moved. When you and I present our offerings to the Lord out of love, you know what, beloved one, it moves. God's heart, I want to encourage you. Let's love Him today by presenting to Him an offering that will move His heart because it comes from a pure place.
0: To give a gift of any amount right now, call 800-777-7835. And you can also give a gift of any amount by mail when you write to us at Discovering the Jewish Jesus, P.O. Box 777, Blissfield, Michigan, 49228. That's P.O. Box 777, Blissfield, Michigan, 49228. And you can also add your name to our growing list of people who are committed to sharing the good news of Messiah with the world by partnering with us. And all you have to do is sign up when you click the partner button on our homepage at discoveringthejewishjesus.com As a token of our appreciation for your generous financial gifts, we'll send you Rabbi Schneider's message of the month that's available as an instant digital download, along with our engaging and insightful newsletter that prepared and designed each month, especially for you. And then don't forget, if you're looking for a way to jumpstart your morning, sign up to receive Rabbi's Daily Devotional. You know, we all face challenges, obstacles, and a very real enemy each and every day. And it's vital that we equip ourselves to overcome and live in victory. So please sign up to receive this boost of faithful inspiration right now. Now. You can sign up online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com, and I believe that you'll certainly be glad that you did. But right now, let's wrap up today's message, equipped to do God's will, with a special blessing from Rabbi.
1: In the book of Numbers, chapter six, we find a personal blessing from God our Father. This blessing should touch our hearts because it's so personal. Father, God wants to intimately bless you. So receive his blessing into your life today with gladness and an open heart. Yahweh <speaking in Hebrew> the Lord bless you and keep you
0: I'm your host, Dustin Roberts, and Discovering the Jewish Jesus is a production of Shalom Ministries. Be sure to join us again tomorrow when Rabbi Schneider explains more about the anointing of hope. That's coming up Tuesday on Discovering the Jewish Jesus.